Hey, welcome into this week's edition of Tuesdays Are For Talking. I am your host, Nathan Brown. This week, I'm a little more participant than host as I get a chance to sit down with some good friends of mine. Together, back in November, we wrote several new songs for Mosaic Church. And today, actually, on Spotify, iTunes Music, wherever you get your music, you can find a copy of our new song, The Beautiful Body of Christ. We're going to have a conversation with all the people involved in writing this song and others for our church. Here we go. Well, here we are. I'm so glad to be in the podcast with some of my good friends today. Let me just do a quick rundown for you of the people who are on our podcast today. First of all, I just want to introduce to you my good friend, Russell Parks. How are you doing, Russell? Good. Good to be here with you, Nathan. Man, we're so glad you're here. We're going to be in a few minutes about our uh, new song, Beautiful Body of Christ. And for those of you who have seen the music video of that, Russell is that fine looking man playing the piano and singing on that song. So I know that everybody's going to be excited to hear from you. We're glad you're here. Next on the list, Amanda May. Say hi to everybody. Amanda, how are you? Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks so much. Really glad you're here. Also, we have Marie Victor. How you doing, Marie? Hey, hey, hey. I'm doing good. You surviving in quarantine, Marie? You know, I'm trying. I'm trying. Living my best quarantine life. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. All right. Seth Perez. I wish y'all could see him because he looks amazing as always. Seth, how are you doing, man? Well, I'm wearing my shirtless, no shirt, Zoom call shirt that I always wear. So I'm doing great. And last but certainly not least, we have an unassuming songwriter amongst us, and that is our lead pastor, Morgan Stevens. He was with us on the podcast just a week ago where we got to ask him all kinds of fun questions. He might get some surprises on this podcast, too. Morgan, how are you doing today, man? Doing great. Glad to be here with all of you and all the people on this call. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. So we're recording this podcast, of course, prior to airing this podcast. Our hope and plan is that you are listening to this on April 28th. And if uh, all things go well, today our song, Beautiful Body of Christ, has been released on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere you get your music. And so we're really, really excited to be here today to talk about that song, our songwriting process. But before we get into that one, I want to just go back oh, I don't know, five years or so, and talk about some seeds of some vision of writing songs. Morgan, I, I remember a day that I came into your office. I, I had just been on staff for maybe a few months, and I really felt impressed that we were we were not just to echo other people's songs, that, that God had a voice for us. In fact, I felt like he was calling us to be a voice and not an echo. And I remember coming into your office to talk to you about that, to to tell you that, and I'm, I'm coming in thinking I'm going to cast a little vision, but you casted some vision right back. Why don't you go ahead and tell Tell us about that day and what you remember from what the Lord had just been showing you. Well, you know, Nathan was relatively new on staff and had moved into that worship director, pastor position, whatever we called it back then. And I remember just spending some time in prayer and praying, of course, for our church. That sounds like that's what I ought to do. I suppose I should. Pastor, I'm a Christian. I pray. Anyway, but I've really been praying for, for you, Nathan, and for our worship team and for all that, that we're trying to do. And I remember it just felt like I really had this thing impressed on me. The best I can describe it is a kind of a vision, I suppose, but it was like it was like this big pulsing, if you could imagine, you know, if you see almost like in a movie with special effects, something that kind of moves through the air, not like a laser, but you know, more just like a like a radio wave that's got it's kind of pulsing through the air, moving through the air. But it, it, and as I looked up in the sky, I could see the sound. I could see the waves coming. And I kind of looked down, and it was coming out of our church facility. I guess is the best way to describe it. 
right there from where we gather in 183. And I felt like the Lord told me that there was a sound that he wanted to bring into the city through us. And again, we're so grateful to be a part of the body of Christ and to be a part of the, the Capital C Church and all the great music that's written. But just felt like that was something that he almost like promised was going to happen. He was going to do through us was to bring into the city a sound that was going to be unique to us. That vision really just sort of set us on a course where we we spent the next few years going through iterations of songwritings. We did, we, man, we did boot camps and songwriting clinics and workshops and brought people in. And, you know, it was around that time that, that Seth really started coming on the scene with our with our team and started to take on a little more leadership and help, help put together. I don't know, it was probably what, the, maybe the second or third time we did that, we sort of sort of handed the reins of that over to Seth. And, and he started pushing us down the road even further with songwriting. And so it's been a lot of attempts, but all of this sort of seemed to converge for us last November when the six of us went on a retreat. We we went out into Granite Shoals, Texas, outside of Marble Falls in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> but there in a house by the lake. And we spent a few days just seeking God and trying to write some music. And out of that retreat is where a couple of songs, We Cry Glory was one, and The Beautiful Body of Christ was another. And I just want to kind of take everybody back and hear from you. Like, as you think back on that time, what 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 was fun about it? What was frustrating about it? We'd love to just take people back into that living room where we sat in there and breathed each other's air pre-COVID for many, many hours on end and started to write. And let me do go back to Seth, because man, you've been kind of helping spearhead this whole thing. And uh, t- t- talk to us a little bit about what your hopes and expectations were going into that and how it played out. You know, I definitely love the fact that we have a we have a pastor in Morgan who who's a musician, and I love that the type of leader that you are, Nate, and that you're creative and you're a visionary. So I knew off the bat that you guys had the heart for that, and you also had the ability to make some things happen in that way. And I think I walked into it with the expectation that we would number one just kind of get to know each other, the six of us that all went out there as writers and see who's got what dynamics, see who's got what strength, see who's got what opportunities for growth and where we can all kind of like fit together to make this machine that could then crank out some some good music. And I was really excited with what we were able to walk away with. I know we walked away with two that we've completed at this point. And if my memory serves me correctly, there are about two, possibly three more that we could spend some time on from that writing retreat and turn into some really, really great music for the church. Yeah, I think so. Coming into that retreat, in fact, that We Cry Glory, a song that we have not done a, a good recording of to date, but we will, we will. That song actually got its start, if I remember correctly, at a night of worship where Amanda was doing what Amanda does, and she was just listening to the Holy Spirit who was leading her down a musical path. Amanda, tell us about how like that bridge came to you, where it came to you, and what it was like circling back around to, to turn that into a full-blown song. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that bridge actually came as we were getting ready for that night of worship and putting all the songs together, the song list. We just started thinking about, like, what do we want the theme to be? What do we, what do we feel like God's saying? And we just started begin to collect a lot of songs that just talked about the name of God, like who he was. And I began to, I had been reading in Numbers at the time. And there's this one passage that talks about how, how, the, how God is with us, that he brings his people in and that he is our king. He is our God. He, he doesn't see any iniquity in Israel, which is 
an insane thought, right? During all this time of numbers, like during the exile and everything. But then he says this line, and the shout of a king is among them. And I just kept thinking about that line, the shout of a king is among them. What does that sound like? What is that? What would that be like to be those, the you know, the Israelites at that time and knowing that you have this promise that the shout of a king is among you. And so Fridays are my house cleaning days. And I was just vacuuming and mopping and dusting and just thinking on that, on that, those words. And then that, that, the, I guess the day, right? Like usually those nights of worship on Friday nights and a, a tune was coming, but nothing, nothing full fledged. And then that night Eddie's playing those, you know, he makes up these little licks in the back all the time and it just came. I remember it. It was a great moment. So we we got out there and you brought that idea and we were able to build off of it. That was a lot of fun working on that song. Let me toss it over to Marie. Marie, what were you thinking when we pulled up to that house out there on the lake and said, let's go write some songs? You know, I had a lot of thoughts. I, I had a lot of thoughts when I was carrying all her luggage into our room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. We were out there for two days. How many bags did you carry in for Marie, Amanda? <laughs> I'm still carrying those bags in. <laughs> it's like the Mary Poppins trunk in the back of her car. Oh, you want a mic stand? You want some bottled water? I got some. What about what about the tambourine? Any musical instrument? Any microphone? She was prepared for any kind of weather, weren't you, Marie? You know, she like brought in her own studio. <laughs> Marie is a child of God. She lacks for nothing. So tell tell us about <laughs> tell us what you were thinking when we got there. I'm sorry, we all interrupted you. Well, first I had trouble getting there. We were in the middle of nowhere. And so that was my first thought. Like, where am I? But what I did think, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so pretty. It was beautiful. The house was amazing. The rooms were so pretty, and it was just very comfortable and peaceful. Like it was just a very peaceful place. Now in my mind, outside of seeing the beauty, oh my gosh, there's a lot of nervousness in my heart. First of all, you're going to a retreat and at least half of the people are pastors. That is scary. That's a little scary. (laughs) I was like, oh gosh, okay, I can do this. But I was very nervous to say anything. I was very grateful for Amanda to come and help me with all my gazillion bags because I did need help. But that kind of helped break some of the ice for me coming into a room with all of these powerhouses. And I just felt like, why am I here? But I'm very glad that I was there. So I have not met a musical room yet that you did not belong in, Marie. We're so glad that you came and you're such an integral part of this team. I'm really happy that you were able to make it. Now, Russell, this was a little bit different for you because the rest of us had kind of worked together for, well, years. You know, some of us, like Marie and I, 10 plus years and Amanda for quite a while. So that's been around a few years now, but this was really kind of your first deep dive in with this crew. So tell me what you were thinking when you showed up at, at the White House on the lake. Yeah, I was the new guy. I obviously knew you guys for probably... A year and a half, at least, that I've been doing stuff with the team. And I've known Seth for a few years with some mutual music friends. And I've known Seth for a while through some musical friends. We actually kind of toured together for three days. Story for another time. But getting the call from Seth that, hey, we're doing a writing thing together. And it'd be really fun to have you in the mix. And we'd love you to join us was definitely like, all right, 
we'll see how this goes. I don't have a prolific history of songwriting by any means, but the songwriting that I have done has been with people that I've known really well and written with for a long time. And so having never written a single song with anyone in the room was definitely nerve wracking. And I, I don't remember what the line or the melody or the chord progression was, but I do remember the first moment when I got there and was like, ooh, I'd love to push back on this or contribute a new idea or think of something different. I remember how I felt the first time I did that. I, even though I don't remember what the actual piece of music was, I remember thinking, all right, let's see how the room reacts to this because no one had ever written with me. And so I was feeling very thankful to be there and I feel like the whole room was being extremely gracious and trusting to let me pick apart ideas and refine things. And so it was a ton of fun, definitely very nerve wracking at first, but by the second night we were up working on something. And that's for me, that was the moment that was like, all right, I think we've got some chemistry here and there's some good ideas that have come out of this weekend. I'm glad we were able to push through it. It was it was a lot of fun. Well, Morgan, I know that when Seth and I first started talking about trying to put the team together to go out and and to spend some time together writing songs, it, it didn't take long at all for for us to say, man, we really really want to have Morgan there. And it's not just because you're a great musician. Of course, you are. You you play play two instruments really well. Probably play play, play a third and pretty well too. I mean, good enough to to play with Israel. So we got piano and bass and guitar. And I don't think we even asked that question last week uh, when we were interviewing you. About how many instruments? you play, but it's quite a few. You sing on pitch, which is more than we can say for a lot of people. And you're a heck of a writer. You write great, great sermon content and and blogs and things like that. But maybe more than anything else is the fact that you are a lead pastor. You're on our elder team. You help, help provide the vision for our church. And so we just thought, man, Let's bring Morgan out there to help speak into what it is that God is wanting the people of Mosaic to sing. And who better to speak into the vision of what we're going to sing about than our lead pastor. So you came out there, and I'd love for you just to take us back, kind of what God was stirring in your heart and your spirit and what you're thinking about as we rolled into that weekend in November. Sure, thanks. And I appreciate all your very kind and probably overstated compliments there. Uh, singing on pitch, I would not go that far, and neither would anybody who really lives with me either. But I do love music and writing and so forth. I think going into that weekend, something that the, I felt like the Lord really put on my heart was just the, it was more like a scriptural theological fact. You know, when, when Paul writes in the New Testament, he, he, he emphasizes the oneness of Christians, and he, and he does this right in the middle of a really uh, challenging Greco-Roman world that's stratified along the lines of race, of class, of gender. And you see this over and over in the epistles. He just sort of wades into all that, and he says, you, you're one. And then he goes on to emphasize all the ways in which we're on. You know, we have one Lord, we have one faith, we have one Godfather of all, one baptism. And so the emphasis on oneness was something that really came, that I came into that weekend with. And so along with that, I also was asking the question, well, you know, as a pastor, as the lead pastor of our church, what kind of thing would I want our church to be able to sing about? What kind of songs would I want to sing back to God to be able to sing together? And sort of those two kind of streams sort of coalesced into the thought that we are the beautiful body of Christ. And of course, we're a mosaic, we're a multi-ethnic church. There's so many different kind of ethnicities there and people from or from multiple ethnicities or biracial, triracial. And so you look across the room, if you're there on a Sunday, we are the beautiful body of Christ. I believe that's how God sees us. And of course, that led into the whole progression of a song, which is kind of asking the question, well, how can we actually be that? How can we become that? How did we become that? And how does the person of Christ connect to that thought? 
One of my favorite things about the song, probably all of y'all's favorite thing about the lyrics anyway, is the turn. And of course, we should never turn away from the body of Christ. So I, I remember there was a there was a time where we had been working and laboring and we just weren't getting anywhere. And I don't remember who suggested that we go on a walk. I think it was Seth. Can anyone corroborate my, my memory here? Did Seth tell everybody, let's go for a walk? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Seth said, let's go on a walk. And then Seth did not go on a walk. <laughs> Seth, did not, Seth did not go on a walk. We go, we go out and Amanda's out there and Marie's out there and Morgan's out there. And we're just kind of standing around in this cul-de-sac waiting and waiting. And there's, there's no Seth and there's, there's no Russell. And we're thinking, where are they? Amanda, what was going on? Do you remember what happened? Yeah, we were, we were all standing, standing there and I said, I'll go back. Let me go check on them. So I went back in and they're both back in that living room, both at their keyboard and they're just working again on that one song. They, they maybe took two steps away and then went right back to it. I'm not so sure that Seth wanted all of us to go on a walk. He just wanted some of us to get out of the room. I think that's, is that, tell Seth, what, tell us. So you gotta, you gotta come clean right now in front of God and everybody on this podcast. Are you just trying to kick us out of the room? <laughs> well, <laughs> no. It's I all your fault. It's not my air. fault. I thought we needed some fresh air, but somebody whose name starts with an R and ends with an usle played this really, <laughs> really beautiful chord that had not been played that day. And I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What was that? Go to this after that. And then we just started really working through another piece of a progression, which I think turned into an entire song. Not beautiful body of Christ. I think it turned into we cry, we cry glory. I think it's. An, I was gonna say a really important plot point that we're leaving out is that you guys had already been there for like four hours, and I had just shown up. So you guys were at the end of your rope. You needed that walk. You were exhausted from laboring over these songs, and I walked in, heard it once, and I was ready to go. I had all my energy, and I just was like, "Hey, let me take a shot at this." I feel like I kind of deserve some of the blame because I dragged you back in, Seth. So basically what happened is he walked in. You guys were waiting in the cul-de-sac to go on a walk with me. And he said, you don't need to go on a walk with them. We need to play dual pianos together. And I was like, that's yeah. really weird. And he was like, well, that's what we're going to do. You're not going anywhere. So I was like, yes, sir, Russell. And we, it started as a piano solo off. <laughs> That'll yes. end up on the outtakes. So yes, Seth. <laughs> And Russell's dueling pianos. Oh yes. my gosh. So Russell, like great, 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 great grandfather. Who, who's that guy in your family again? He's pretty prominent in American and world history. George Washington. George Washington. And so you just tell people what to do and they just listen, I guess. Is that, is that what happened? You're just channeling your inner great seven-time granddaddy. You just told Seth, just stay put. And he stayed put. I think the apple does not fall far from the tree really fits in this situation. Let the people know, Russell. That's right. The apple does not fall far from the cherry tree. I see what you did right there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot what Very tree good. he cut down. But anyway, I love even just the thought of in that in the Beautiful Body of Christ song, just the different contributions that different people made in there. I just I love Marie's like vocal phrasing, kind of the syncopation on that. I think we had some lyrics kind of going. Russell chips in with his scars kind of stuff, like basically the combination of Marie's like syncopation, her rhythm, and Russell's connection to the lyrics just kind of sparked that whole section and kind of turned it into something. You know, it's just cool seeing the way everybody contributed over the weekend, especially in that song. 
to make it what it was, a reflection of the people who were there, which is the body of Christ. I've been actually trying to remember who wrote what. And usually when I've when I've co-written songs with people, it just burns into my memory and I, I sort of remember who did what. I cannot remember to save my life who wrote what on this song, which probably means I didn't write anything on it, but I uh, just was in the room where it happened. And now we're talking about in the Zoom where it happened. But does anybody actually remember? Like I, I can't even remember where all the little pieces came from. Do you have... Morgan in that steel trap of yours or anybody else? Uh, you know, that's funny you mentioned, Nathan, because I was actually talk, thinking about this and talking about this with Carrie. And, and that song, I really can't remember. I can remember way more on the other, you know, We Cry Glory, kind of where the pieces came from. But in that song, lyrically, I really think it was it was a real group collaboration there, just lending pieces here and pieces there. So, yeah, I think it, it really it really was a group effort. Yeah, and it, it actually takes me back to something that, Nathan, I think you said at the retreat, which I think is really profound, is that the song ended up the way it did because of everyone that was in the room. And if one of us was not in the room, the song would end up differently. It doesn't really help clarify who did what in the song. In fact, it does the opposite. But that that phrase really does, it really stuck with me that even if the song we were just talking about where I showed up with a full tank and you guys were out of gas and you had written the entire song and I threw a couple of chords in there, but like, I feel like beautiful body of Christ, the contributions that every person made, made the song what it was, which is really special. That that's where a writing room becomes really fun is when you don't fully recall who contributed what word or line, but it just, it ended up the way it did because of the room. It, it all really started with the chord progression that Russell showed up with and the lyrics were heading down the path of, something along the lines of we're wonderfully made and we're made as one. And then we all started really dialoguing around that. And Marie had a couple of scriptures on her heart. She read out of Romans, deliberately said, you know how it said, we are the body of Christ. And then from there, Pastor Morgan just said, wouldn't it be cool to write a song proclaiming that as the church, we are the body of Christ. And then we're playing that progression, Russell. And I remember saying, I'm so sorry to jack your progression, but what if we, what if we ran with this melody? (laughs) Gaze on the beautiful body of Christ. And I was out. That was it. You guys took it from me. I think it's the name of our next song is I'm so sorry to jack your progression. Like that's yeah. our, that's our next song we're going to write. So that's you heard great. it here first. Folks. Oh man. Let it be. That's a good, that's a good one too. Actually, Nathan, let it be. Do you remember when we were at that point though too and talking about the beautiful body of Christ and we were still trying to sit with what you had brought Morgan uh, about being one. And I'm the one that had journals and Bibles and paper you know, all over the floor trying to... You're kind of freaking me out with that, Amanda. <laughs> it was like a beautiful like, mind situation. I'm yeah. <laughs> inspiration. Like, surely I've thought one good thought in the last nine months that's written down somewhere. But you were talking about that. And Marie, I forget when that came in, but when she kept going, da-da, da-da, you know? And then, and you all said something about the the body of Christ. And I had just been thinking about I had a mentor once say to me about what would it be like if you if you really looked at Jesus on the cross, like all the way until he died, if you didn't turn away. And I had been thinking about that, like, Lord, I want to know you, not just in your resurrection, but in your suffering. I want to I stay with you through the whole time. So what would that look like if I didn't, if I didn't turn away? And I remember looking at you, Morgan, and you and saying something like that, like, 
about not turning away from the cross, from Jesus on the cross. And you said, yeah, the body of Christ. And then we need to say something in the song that talks about the church, how we're not going to turn away from the church at large. And then boom, boom, boom. And then by the time Morgan was like in and out, in and out, like he'd be in the big room. And then next thing you know, he was out on that patio, writing down, coming back in, having some more lines. But I think that you pretty much, you did a lot of that first verse. And then Russell had the second verse in a drop of a hat, I felt like. And then the third verse is when we were all like, this is going to take nine months, the rest of our life to write. (laughs) (laughs) How many different third verses did we write along the way? All of them. I remember being on Christmas vacation. I was eating lunch with my family. And I remember going back to my phone and there were 30 unread email messages because you guys had just been thrashing on that third verse. And I felt terrible because like every third email was like, Hey Russell, can you, can you speak into this? <laughs> hey Russell, we're still waiting to hear from you. I was like, Oh my gosh, what have I been missing? A lot apparently. There, and there may or there may or may not have been a small meltdown in Nathan's office one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, the moral of the story is that even though Seth turned away from the body of Christ, his fellow musicians, we did not, and the song came together and came through. So that is beautiful. anyway, we're just trying to like there's more discipleship for Seth beautiful. than anything. That's what we're yes. saying here. <laughs> yes. Praise God for that. Finishing the song was interesting, and we we talked about this a little bit, but I've been writing songs a long time. It should not have been this hard to finish what was a really good song. Like it should not have been that hard. It just seemed to take forever and ever. And Seth's right. I mean, a little meltdown is probably actually pretty accurate because it wasn't wasn't quite a meltdown. But you know, Seth and Morgan and I in my, in my office one day, it was just kind of like, "What are we doing? Are we going to finish this song or not?" You know. Well, I remember. I think it. Yeah, I remember. It was a couple different meltdown moments. One was in the I think Seth's office. One was in our conference room where we're like, we just it was like it was like a. Uh, a, a loose, sorry to use this metaphor, like a, a loose pig running around the room, like we're going to stab this thing and nail it down. And it was a greased pig running around and we just could not get that third verse. And yeah, and we just went through so many iterations of it. And this is going to be the one, this is going to be the one. And it, we just couldn't get it until finally, Nathan, you really contributed quite a bit there in that last bit. And we just agreed this is what it's going to feel like because we wanted to send the song out, send people out with a kind of a blessing and, a, and kind of a commission to go forth and be the body of Christ. And yeah, it, it really came together at the last minute. We were so frustrated. We want to get this, the song in front of the church, wanted to get it out there, but we couldn't. And of course, like you may have heard when we did our Good Friday service, and I shared the little story, it just came together sort of in crisis. And then we're finally able to record it. And Seth just pulled off that, you know, along with our camera people, Joey, our just beautiful video and captured it perfectly. And we're able to... to basically give it to the church as a kind of encouragement in the middle of a really tough season on a very special night. And so the fact that it all came together at that point, like five months later was just, uh, was really telling. And I think what, you know, feels like what God had all along. I agree, man. God was in the middle of it the whole time. Marie, when we finally got to that point to record it, and I'm, I'm so bummed because I uh, had a conflict and couldn't be there. But Marie, when you got to that moment where y'all were sitting there and the lights were on and the tape is rolling and all of that, what was it like to finally like bring this song to fruition? Here we are. We're doing the song. It was cool. It was like, wow. Something that was worked really hard on was finally kind of starting to come in place. It was cool. Marie, once we finally got a chance to sing that song, what was your favorite part of the song? The hallelujah part. That's my jam. The hallelujah. 
Could you um, sing just a little bit of it for us? I, I know that wow. everyone, this is what everybody came for right here. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, no, I won't turn away from the beautiful, beautiful body of Christ. That's my jam right there. That little line. Oh, everything. I just, I just got saved again right now. Actually, when you sang that, I could just feel, mm. feel it happening right now. Yes. You know, one of my favorite, my favorite things, of course, like so many people at Mosaic, is to see and hear Marie lead worship and to lead us into the presence of God. And I love it on that video too, when I just see her, when it cuts to think for the first time for her smile and her arms kind of go up and man, it's just the joy of the Lord right there in that moment. And that as much as the song, of course, is, is great. The video is great. And Marie, you right there, your, you know, your presence and leadership are just so encouraging, inspirational. Love that part. Thank you. Amanda, same question back to you. When, when you think about this song, you finally get a chance to do it. What part of the song are you most excited about? What's your favorite part of the song? I really love that chorus. I love that exchange that we get to talk about his death for my life, his scars for my hallelujah. I love that part. I also love the part when we switch it from gazing on Jesus on the cross to gazing on the church. When we say we are the beautiful body of Christ and we flip those lines and we say his hands, his feet go forth and sing hallelujah. It's just the, it's the anthem of the church. And it's just a beautiful thought to just sit in it in the reverence of it all. And then to know what we're supposed to do in response to what Jesus has done for us. That's so good. I love what God is is doing. I love the seeds that are coming out. I think there's a lot more there for us, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Pastor Morgan, thanks for all your support on this. And hey, church, thanks thanks for thanks for worshiping with us. We have a unique privilege of being in a place where people are hungry for God's presence, and God seems to meet us every time. Even as we're in the midst of this COVID crisis, and we're we're in there, even with just our worship team recording music to be played at another time. I don't know about y'all, but it's like you can feel the people worshiping with you even before they get to see it. Somehow, it's like God just sort of, you know, the the veil gets thin, if you will. Those thin spaces between earth and heaven, the veil gets very thin, and and somehow it's like transcendent. God's with us, and we're with the people, even though it's all happening at different times. And, and I love the expression that has been coming out of this team in this church. And it is just, it is a real honor and a privilege to be able to worship with Mosaic, to worship with this group of people right here, as well as the other people that are part of our entire music department. But it is also very exciting to be writing some new original songs by Mosaic for Mosaic. So let me just thank all of you, not only for being on the podcast, but for contributing who you are to this church, to this team, and, and for helping to to bring about God's vision for us. So thank you so much. Morgan, is there anything else that you'd like to say before we wrap up for today? I just want to echo that and just thank this group of people for being on the podcast. I have so much fun with them. And I think I hope that comes through that we enjoy each other and like each other and feel God's grace in the midst of us. And also, I think coming up this Sunday, we're going to be singing this song, Nathan, receiving communion together. And I know that I was in there with the band last week and they were working on this song. And just to your point, there just the grace and the presence of God was in the room. I'm telling you, like, there were tears, people on the stage. Just what comes across on your TV on a Sunday is legit and it's real because our people in the room 
are really doing their best to engage the, the grace and the heart of God and to, to pass that along to our church body. So I'm so thankful for this group and excited to be with them. Well, thanks so much for being here, Russell. Thank you, Amanda, Seth, Marie, Morgan. Thank all of y'all for all your contributions. And thanks for joining us on this week's edition of Tuesdays Are For Talking. God bless you. Take care. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Tuesdays Are For Talking. For more information about how to get and stay connected to us, head over to mosaicchurchaustin.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We hope you'll make plans to join us next week.